Welcome to the Uncanny Adventures podcast. So hi, um, I'm Jeanette, and I'm uh, going to be the DM for this game this evening on my uh, Twitch channel. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching, and anybody who pops in later if I put this up on YouTube. Um, so we're going to be running a game. Uh, it's a game that I like. It's from uh, Legendary Games, and it's called uh, The Haunted Hamlet of Raven's Hill. And uh, I've got some uh, players here to... Uh, join in and play and uh so i'm gonna let them introduce themselves and so i'm gonna start with the uh funny looking duck person on the screen no uh so i'm gonna start with cullen so cullen why don't you uh introduce yourself and your character for today uh hello cullen i'm playing my character is called corona and i am a dragonborn and basically, uh, I'm a very quiet person. <laughs> and Casey, why don't you introduce your character? Uh, I am Brielle, or Brie. I am an elf ranger. Um, who, well, our town is in the woods, so I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am. So, yeah. And Ian... Hello, my name is Ian. I'm playing Dustin, the descendant of a great earth spirit, maybe. Uh, well, maybe towards the great. Uh, he is a barbarian, and he, in the last eight years, moved to the area, and he is a barbarian. And he works as a lumberjack. Okay. And Dylan. Hi, uh, I'm Dylan. I'm going to play um, Camparia Culperaneus who goes by Kimmy or Kay or any variation you can think of for short. And she's the daughter of a gnomish tinker and is a druid and likes nature and art and all sorts of stuff. Okay. All right. So I'm going to uh, get us started. So our, uh, our adventure today, uh, it takes place in a small hamlet town. Uh, it's known as Raven's Hill. And Raven's Hill was a community that was uh, built, it was planned and built a little over 200 years ago by um, someone who has basically come to be known as the gentleman um, through history. No one really remembers his name. He built the town in the, uh, to the south of the castle that he had uh, created, and he brought in different tradesmen and farmers and things like that. And for a couple of years, the town, you know, grew into this nice little village. Everyone was happy and uh, the people would make weekly deposits and deliveries to the castle. And then eventually they went to make a delivery one winter and the gentleman and everyone in his household had completely disappeared. They searched for him and a group of villagers even went to the castle trying to figure out what had happened. They also disappeared too. So the people stopped going there, um, and the hamlet, it struggled for a little while, but it managed to kind of come back and sustain itself. And every once in a while, adventurers would travel through town, and they would hear about this castle, and they would go and they would try to investigate. And none of these adventurers ever found their way back to town. So the people are pretty sure that no one has ever come back who's investigated it. So they now tell everyone to stay away. The castle is taboo. But other than that, uh, Raven's Hill is a, is a nice place to live. There's, you know, throughout the town's history, there's been other situations that have happened, things that have come up. But for the most part, the people are happy and content. Uh, present day, the village is very quiet. Uh, there's not a lot of 
big industries, farming, lumber, and things like that are the most important. And our small group of friends has grown a little bored with just the everyday, run-of-the-mill happenings of the village. And they've decided to uh, take it upon themselves. They, they want to go out and find some adventure out in the world. There's some things that they're thinking about checking out. There's been some kobolds from the mountains that have been raiding the farms. Um, on occasion, there's goblins from the forest that come in and try to raid the outlying houses in the village. This is the morning that you all have gotten together. And it's a little before sunrise. And you're making your way to the local general store. You're going to pick up some last-minute supplies, and you're going to go out on the road. You're not sure which direction you're going to head or what you're going to find, but today you think you want to find some adventure. In the early morning, the sun is barely peeking over the eastern horizon, and you make your way through the shadows across town. The village around you is waking up. You see some of the town's children, sleepy-eyed, coming out their doors, starting their morning chores, their mothers yelling from the doorways. You see some of the men heading off doing their work, getting ready for the day. You all notice somewhere, you're not sure where it's coming from. It's very faint. So it sounds like someone's playing a, a fiddle this morning. It's it's very light. It's a, kind of a hauntingly beautiful melody, almost sad in its own way. It's nice, but it's kind of mysterious that this would be happening. You've never heard this before, but you kind of shake it off and you make your way to the general store where you are greeted by the uh, the local grocer, and his wife and their daughters who are running about the store. And he says, uh, Oh, good morning to y'all. Uh, what can I, what can I do for you today? What are you looking for? Good morning, sir. Yeah. We are setting out on a journey and are here to get some last minute supplies. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, where are you off to, Dustin? Wherever the road may take us. I see. Uh, so you, what are you looking for? Some rations, maybe some rope? Uh, do you need, uh, bedrolls, things of that nature? Now, Janet, I have a question for you. Yes, Ian? Do we already have the possessions on the character sheet, or are we picking those up? You're, you're sort of pick. you are kind of picking up okay. some of, like, the, the generic things that you were going to get. So, like, rope, or, like, an explorer pack, or a bedroll. Like, that's, you're kind of here, all, you've got your armor on and your weapons that you were going to take with you, but mm -hmm. you're just getting a, kind of your last things that you need for the day. So, and, and uh, you all know the uh, the owner and manager of this store is uh, Giles Fear. He and his wife, jo uh, Josie, they uh, have their daughters who are kind of scampering around. Uh, they kind of run up to you guys and they smile and wave. You know, they recognize you. Kimmy uses Druidcraft to give them both flowers. Little girls, they, they laugh. And the, the littlest, Erin, she runs over and she gives Kimmy a hug. He's like, oh. thank you. Thank you so much. She's like, it's always nice when you come into the store. Oh, it's always yeah. nice to come here. You, get, you little girls are such... I love you guys. We, we, so feel, we like you too. We're playing tag. Do you want to play with us? Yeah, that oh. sounds fun. Okay, tag, you're it. And she darts oh. off between the shelves as fast as she can run. Well, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Giles, the uh, the father, who's uh, about middle-aged, he says, uh, so come come over this way. We have uh, some, some supplies in the corner. And he'll walk you from the front of the shop, kind of a uh, past a couple racks of goods to where um, there's rope and there's some bags with uh, backpacks and some belt pouches and things. And uh, he kind of leans against a wall next to this uh, like plate mail armor that's on a statue. And he uh, taps on the plate mail and he's like, anybody need a good set of plate mail? This was my father's. 
I don't need such a thing. Since you know my father, he was a he was a adventurer until he settled down here. No, I don't think I could wear that and move around. Kimmy Kimmy runs past while she's looking for the girls and says, "Uh, it's it's a little too big for me. All I really need is my sash here." And she lifts up her sash of badges and just sort of puts it back down and runs off again. He smiles. He says, "Oh yes, if she if she tried to wear it, she would get crushed under the weight of it. It is quite heavy." He looks across at uh, Krona, who's standing quietly, and says, What about you? Uh, do you think you'd do well with a nice set of sturdy plate mail out there? Hmm, strong, silent type, I see. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to fix something. <laughs> no one. It's okay, your your britches will stay up. Just Just keep the belt a little tighter. Go on again. My apologies. Oh, I was just asking about uh, if you wanted some plate mail armor. It used to be my father's. I mean, if you don't mind. <laughs> Pay for it, I'm guessing. <laughs> That's oh, what so- I'm doing, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm selling. I'm selling it. Do you, you have the money for plate mail, son? How much does it cost? He says, how much do you have? <laughs> you gotta lowball it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have much. I haven't really started going out yet. Well, I mean, seeing as it's used, I'd give it to you for 900 gold pieces. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> I don't think I can afford something like that right now. Oh, well. If you ever can, then, you know, just come on in and, and uh, we'll get you suited up just right. Maybe I'll give you an even better discount if you uh, bring something to trade. So... Uh, as he's telling you guys this, uh, Joycey, his wife, is uh, yelling at, um, at our Aaron, and she's like, Aaron, Aaron, no, hold on, honey, I need you to go down to the basement. I need you to go, and, and there's some jams down there I want you to bring up. And she's like, but mom, I'm playing tag with Kimmy. And she's like, no, you have, just go down and grab the jams, and then you can come back up. It's fine. Just go do your chore real quick, Okay. And she's like, oh, fine. Kimmy, I'll be right back. And she goes walking over to the basement door. And her mother's kind of following to make sure that she doesn't drop the jams. Mm. And uh, she opens the door and she stops. And she kind of turns her head in surprise. And she looks down the stairs and she's like, Grammy? And Joycey's kind of walking along, coming up behind her. And she says... No, dear, you know Grammy and Grampy. They passed on from the fever last winter. She's not in the cellar for you. So you guys kind of turn around at this and you're looking back at her like, what? And the suit of armor moves <laughs> behind her. And, uh, and Giles kind of steps away and looks at it and he's like, what the? And then it moves again a little bit. And the little girl's like, Mom, no, it's really Grammy. Grammy! And she flings the door open wide just as the suit of armor tips forward and splatters on the floor. Can I try to catch it? Sure, make me a dexterity acrobatics check. Okay. Oh no, what happened to my character sheet? It's very important to have your character sheet. Tiny little screen. Or no, you said dexterity. Dexterity acrobatics. 
Ooh, 19. So you lunge forward and you grab at the suit of armor and you get like your arms right underneath the, the kind of statue thing that's wearing it and you catch it. So you're kind of down, you're bent kind of down at your knees holding it because you don't want to hurt your back. And mm-hmm. you kind of look up to see this shambling form with worms crawling out of its eye sockets moving out from behind it. Oh, gross. Oh. You're, you're pretty sure that this is not in it. This must be Grampy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have you guys roll some initiatives. Ah. Okay. Mm, I got a message. You got a message? Yeah, well, let me try something. Okay. Uh-huh. It said you wanted to send the results of this roll to the turn tracker, but no valid token That's was okay. like. You can tell me what you got. Or did it not work at all? No, I got a 17. Okay. I'll throw you guys into the turn tracker. Oh, oh no, I'm first. Are you? That's always I good. I think so. Oh, gee. They all got a 6. Yeah. It <laughs> sucks. It's okay. <laughs> Well, one of my character traits is I tend to pick up things and fiddle with them, so I'm guessing that's probably what I was doing when all this was going down. <laughs> probably. So from the basement, you hear shuffling footsteps. <laughs> oh no. And from behind the statue, you guys now see these uh, wrecked and ruined Grammy and Grampy fear. <laughs> and uh, Giles has turned around and his mouth is kind of open in shock and he says, Papa? Juicy, get the girls! Run! And Kimmy, you are the quickest to react to this uh, turn of events <laughs> as this happens. Yes. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be the first person. <laughs> Darn my nimble, my nimble reflexes. All right. Um, so as my bonus action, I'm going to summon uh, a magic stone. Okay. Um, and uh, I assume I'm like at the top of the stairs. And um, is the little girl still she's on about, the steps? She's like, she literally pulled the door open and kind of stepped back to open it. So okay. she's like a few feet away from it and like staring open mouth down the stairs at Grant Lee. Starting to realize that Grammy's not okay. And uh, um, the mother is like lunging forward in this instant, about to like just grab her by the, the ponytail and pull her away. Hmm. Okay. Then I'm going to step in front of her and I'm going to use my sling and fire this magic stone down at Grammy. <laughs> oh, Lord. You poor Grammy. Uh, yeah. It happens. Let's see. Sling. Put yourself right in the front. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And magic stone does um, different damage in the actual sling. So. Okay. I don't know if you want me to just manually do that? Sure. Yep. So you'll definitely hit Grammy with your magic stone as you do this. Okay. Okay. Six then I. Of, hmm? And that's six points of damage to Grammy? Yes. Alright, so. 
points. So you jump in front of Aaron and you fling your stone down the stairs and it hits and you hear Granny go <laughs> She kind of bounces against the wall and hits her head but she's still coming up the stairs towards you. I tell Aaron Alright, go along with your mother. We'll uh, handle this, I guess. What's wrong with Granny? Oh, she's fine. Don't don't worry about it. As I just throw a stone at her. Alright, so Dustin, you're standing here, you've got this statue under your arms, and okay. you see this form lumbering out. Uh, so this is clearly some sort of monstrosity, right? It definitely looks like there that this is a not Grampy in his best light. Okay, so I think I'm going to do something that would normally be against Dustin's natural instinct, but he's just going to immediately reach for his big axe and take a swing at this. Okay. So, um, am I, I'm assuming I'm actually, yeah, closer. There we go. So I'm going to take a swing, go back to this character sheet. Ooh, only got a 10. So you swing with your great axe, and so you kind of just let go. The armor clatters to the ground. There's just ching, 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 ching of the armor. And then you just pull the axe out and swing overhead, and you just glance across its body and you do damage to it. You do like kind of get in just above a shoulder. Oh, nice. Uh, so five points of slashing, da slashing damage. All right, Grampy. Let's see. He just kind of looks down where you kind of and he starts reaching his arms out towards you and lumbering over the fallen pieces of the suit. And he is going to... Do you want to... Um, so you stepped in with your axe so you could hit him? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So he kicks aside part of the armor as Giles kind of, like, is turning to run after his family. And Grampy is going to attack you. So he oh, no. slams into you. And he gets a 14 to hit you. That's not good enough. So he... You... Just kind of slam him aside and he hits the wall with your like empty hand, like poof, and manage to block the blow. Meanwhile, from the stairs, Grammy lumbers up the stairs, and she is going to grab for Kimmy. Oh. And she oh. gets a four. She gets rolls a natural one and slams down I'm a, Kimmy. I'm a little too small for her. So she she actually uh face plants and is now prone because of oh. uh, missing you. The natural one. So she falls on her face. Alright, then it is Krona's turn. So uh, I'm not exactly sure how to deal with these kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do, Krona? Right, you saw my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, you have you have your uh, scimitar. Mm -hmm. So you can do your. Do you want to do your special? Like you kind of feel that urge to kind of draw your scimitar out of the scabbard and mm -hmm. possibly go after one of these. Uh yeah. Okay. So, as you do, 
you draw it out and your other hand is close to the blade of the scimitar and mm -hmm. you run the blade across the palm of your hand and cut your palm. Yep. And as this happens, the blade starts to sort of drip with blood and you guys kind of see like he cuts himself as he pulls his blade out mm -hmm. and then the blood like sort of starts to lick on the blade like flames and it starts to swirl around the blade and the blade starts to darken and you all hear this voice and you don't know where it comes from and it whispers oh you can't do this without me see you know that I'm much more talented than you kill that thing kill it Behind the statue. So, you uh, immediately take one hit point damage from this cut that you give yourself, Krona. Yep. And your hit point maximum is dropped by that one hit point until you cancel this effect on your blade. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? I go do the thing. <laughs> I'm assuming, alright, so I gotta move here, I'm assuming, because there's a thing in the way there? You could go, like, right here, because that thing that's in the okay. way actually is now on the floor in pieces. Okay. And then... Uh... So as he moves, you guys see this shape sort of following behind him. It's kind of indistinct and shadowy. Alright, so you swing with the scimitar, and you just slash across this thing's chest. So, you can roll me some damage. Alright. Alright. There we go. So, you guys see he slashes, and Dustin, you have a close view of this, he slashes across its chest, and where the blade licks with this these like black iridescent flames... You see it like burn into the creature's chest, and the Ugh. creature roars, and it kind of flames up around its chest for a second, and then the creature's kind of patting it out a little bit. So he will take some damage. Wow! All right. So after Krona, so Bree, you see uh, Krona kind of leaps in after hesitating for a minute, and you hear that voice, and now there's like this strange shadow sort of. Rotating around behind Krona. Yeah, I'm not liking that. <laughs> uh, is this a wall? It's a shelf. It's just a short, like, little shelf. So you can mm. see this creature kind of short behind it. Shelf. Uh, and... Yeah, because I probably can't see Grammy. Nope, Grammy is in the staircase. You can kind of see, like, her hand sticking out where she's, like, trying to push herself back up. Because she landed on her face. So I, if it's a shelf, I can, I can shoot over it then. Mm -hmm. With my long wall. A 14 to hit. So you aim and fire and you hit Grampy in the side of his head and the arrow kind of goes into the top of his skull. Seven points of damage. All right. Grampy's head kind of turns toward Bree. He looks almost offended. And he kind of like starts swatting at the arrow on his head. So, uh, Giles grabs, he just runs, he scoops up Aaron, and he's screaming, Market! Market! Come on! Get upstairs, girls! And they start bolting for the stairs. 
on the other side of the room. And you hear the girls screaming. And, and the front door had kind of opened just before the armor fell over. And you heard you hear this old voice like, what the hell's going on? And you just see this whiskered old man kind of stick his head around the shelves. Oh, hell no. And he just kind of turns and starts heading back for the door as quick as he can. So, mm. then... Understandable. Oh, uh, hell no. <laughs> uh, so, Kimmy, you have mm. Grammy lying on the floor in front of you. Uh, well, I have more magic. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick my foot on her head and kick her back down the stairs if I can. Sure. You can roll me a... Uh, do you want to just roll me a strength athletics to just kind of like, and you have advantage because she's prone? <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Uh, but Grammy, oh Grammy, goodness. like she goes like one step and she kind of holds on as she goes and she doesn't go all the way down and she's kind of hanging on and she just looks at you she's like, <laughs> I, I'm going to back up a little bit. <laughs> She, she's going to attempt to like swing at you, but she's got disadvantage because okay. she's lying prone on the ground. So she swats at you and she'll oh, get a she hits me. All right, so okay. So you take six damage as she bats you with the hand. Ow! That was not very nice. All right, so after Dustin. You see Kimmy kind of stumble back from the open doorway, and she uh, has this, like, just bruising starting, like, on her on the side of her cheek where Grammy got her pretty good with the backhand. Uh-oh. Okay, well, I got a zombie thing in my face, so I'm gonna have to deal with that first. I'm gonna take another big swing at this. Gramps. 24-12. So you swing, and you, you connect right solid in his chest with your axe. And nine points of slashing, slashing damage. All right, so Grampy starts to slump on your axe, but oh, no. please don't roll. get blood on my axe. Have to make a roll. So it's a Constitution. It's a DC five plus the damage, so nine. So I need to get a fourteen or better. I get a natural twenty. So as Grampy starts to slump, he sort of like pushes himself up on the axe. And he's like, he looks really upset now. And he swings at Dustin. Oh, man. This attack. He gets a 13 to hit you. No good. So you kind of just push the axe a little bit of distance. And Grampy's doing one of those where he's swinging, but he's not, Mm -hmm. he can't reach you at the moment. Grammy is going to get up and then. Lumber toward Kimmy, who is in trouble. <laughs> no, thank you. She will swing at Kimmy. She has oh, 11 to hit Kimmy. Okay. Kimmy ducks, and Grammy takes out a whole shelf full of uh, items behind Kimmy that go flying. There's like <laughs> these jams, and there's these uh, a couple of like cans of peas, and uh, a, a, a length of rope goes kind of flying into the corner. <laughs> All right, so. Corona, what are you doing? Uh, I guess I'm attacking the thing again. So, Dustin is holding Grampy at bay, and you come at him with your scimitar? Yep. Okay. I'll try to wave him over to you. 
So Dustin moves him right into the line of your scimitar, and you swing and you hit. And you kind of come across his torso. All right. He's going, he starts to, he starts to slump again. And then he's going to try to stay on his feet. I need a 14 again, guys. Oh he stays gosh. on his feet. <laughs> All right, so Brielle, Bree, you see, so I can... he almost fell down twice, but he's pushed himself back up. He's still there. Yeah, but I can also see what's going on with Kimmy. You can now. Yeah. Um, so I, the undead are actually a favored enemy. Do I get anything special for that? That is a good question. Let us double check. So just so everybody in, in uh, the audience knows, we're a couple of people who are, are pretty new to 5th edition, so. I didn't see it saying anything specific about it, one way or the other. Alright, so. Favorite enemy. You have advantage on checks about them. Yeah, so you don't get anything for the attacks. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to take my longbow to Grammy this time. Okay. 24 to hit. You shoot oh. Grammy and it goes through her throat and it's kind of sticking out on either side of her throat. Seven, Seven points, points of damage. She is still standing, but her attention, she kind of turns towards you. That's okay. Do you want to stay where you are, Bree? Uh, well, I think the guys have this handled, so I might actually move a little closer, but staying away from that shadow a bit. Okay. Piercing <laughs> out just a bit. Uh, the shopkeep and his family, you hear them, their footsteps as they charge up the stairs toward the residence upstairs. And he's like, go, 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 go. Don't look back, girls. It's all right. It's all right. All right, and Kimmy, you are toe to toe with Grammy. Mm. Grammy, is I imagine I'm I'm sort of on my hands and knees after swipe, uh, and I'm gonna take another magic stone and sort of sling it up towards her chin. Okay, so you're in uh, within five feet of her. So it's, if it's ranged, you have disadvantage. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Okay. So you <laughs> fling it, and it just gets her in the chin. Like, it's just okay. a glance, but it does manage to make contact. Ooh, thank goodness. <laughs> Minimum damage, but it's fine. So she's still on her feet. <clears throat> Dustin, Grampy okay. is not giving up this fight. I'm gonna, Dustin's gonna say to Krona, why don't you go help Kim? I think I've got this one under control. And he's gonna take a swing. Okay. 12. A 12 will hit. For 14 points of damage. All right. So this time you nearly cleave Grampy in half. And it is enough for him to fall over. And like, he's still. The halves are still connected, but they're kind of 
like the torso is turned around the wrong way. Oh. So he kind of his legs hit the ground first, and then the top part of him falls backward onto the legs. Uh, you still have movement, Dustin. Now that you've taken care of Grampy. Okay. Um, I'll go over to this other Gram Gram. Um, I think I can move thirty feet. Yes. Is there a way for me to get in between? Uh, Graham and Kay. There is not. She's kind of okay. got Kimmy pressed up against the shelves at this moment. Like, she's just right in there, like, mm-hmm. looming over Kimmy. Okay. Well, then I'll just, uh, move on over. Let's see how far that is. Yeah, I can get right there. Okay. So I'll just, uh, get up right here. Oh, wait, can I move right here? You can. Alright, I'll move right there. Okay. Thank you. So in this, what you'll get is you get advantage on the attack if you can get in oh. the flank position. Hot diggity damn. All right, so <laughs> you you come in and you draw Grammy's attention as you come like behind her, and she just sort of swings around with both hands and tries to just slam into you. Okay. She gets a 16 to hit you. Oh, that does it. For six points of bludgeoning damage. You think, you, you're that pretty hurts. sure that in life, Grammy had one hell of a backhand when the kids picked her off. Yeah. She should play tennis. <laughs> Alright, so she swats Dustin, just boom, a glancing blow. Krona, it is your turn. You hear, uh, you all hear, oh look, the big one's gonna take all the luck today. You're just not any good at this. Maybe you should sit this one out. I could do better. What do you want to do, Krona? I'm gonna respond to that and say, but he told me to go help that person. He didn't do much, though. Maybe you should try again. Go see if you can kill something. Okay. And I'm gonna do an attack again. You hit with your attack as you run in with your scimitar, but you hear, oh, you almost missed that time. Alright, so you did nine points of damage. So Grammy is, we're gonna see if Grammy stays on her feet this time. Is this another 14? Is that what we're looking for? Yes. Grammy does not fall. She stays there. And the voice says again, you guys all hear this voice. It says, It's ridiculous. Oh, you couldn't even knock her down. She's some old woman. I don't like this shadow. I don't like the shadow either. And then it's I think the shadow's getting it next. (laughs) Yes. So, Bree, what do you want to do? Fun of me, it's mean. Um, Trying to. I always forget how shooting into combat works. Uh, In this, it's different. You can just shoot. uh, You um, can go behind uh, because you don't. Krona would be in your way. So, you could move so that you have a clear shot so it wouldn't get cover from Krona. Okay. Because all the shelves in the shop are short? Yeah. You could actually, like, kind of acrobatics over them if you needed to at some point. 
Yeah, no. I'm not going to take that risk right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shoot a Grammy. 16 to hit. Does hit. And Grammy's kind of wobbles again. And Grammy collapses next to Kimmy. Nice. <laughs> Stops moving. <laughs> you just see her face kind of twisted up looking at you with this like leering grin. <sighs> and you hear upstairs on the from above, you hear the running footsteps of the family. It sounds like they're like running across the residence upstairs. Mm. So suddenly the store is very quiet. These two just lie here. And you guys hear the shadow voice say again, oh, look at that. She had to save you too. What are we ever going to do? You should just let me handle things. I wasn't even being attacked. What do you mean save me? I really dislike the unnatural nature of this. Shadow. Uh, Jeanette. Yes. Is there like a handkerchief around? Uh... Give me a, uh, just a perception oh. check. Okay. Uh, perception. Got an eight. Um, I mean, it's a shop we've been in before. It is, but Grammy just to- sort of tossed the shelf with the stuff. Uh, you mm-hmm. manage to find, in- instead of a handkerchief, you find, like, a small hand towel. Okay, I start cleaning off my axe. Okay. Um, so as you guys are kind of looking around, uh, Krona, do you keep your weapon burning or do you extinguish the flame? Uh, that's a good question. I, uh, I guess if there's nothing else to fight, I guess I could extinguish it. Okay. So when the flame goes out, the shadow f- disappears. Okay, good. And the blade goes back to normal. And uh, how do I go about retrieving my arrows? I know that you haven't made me roll for that in Pathfinder in a very long time. Um, you can kind of poke around. Actually, nobody's around, and there's like a couple quivers of arrows over there if you really needed some more to <laughs> Well, I'm not going to steal. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, looking around, you think you, you can, can recover. Me, okay? Right, right. <laughs> you think you can recover all your arrows in this sense, because they didn't go very far and they didn't take a lot of damage. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you guys look around, and, and you've got these two dead bodies you recognize them i mean these these are the parents of the storekeep you knew them they there was a fever that went through town last winter and they unfortunately didn't make it did i have the fever you did not you, you oh, were, it, it really only hit the very old and the very young or the those like very very uh, frail in the immunity system okay um dustin will say to krona I don't think that Shadow and you have a healthy relationship. It'd probably break up. (laughs) It seems kind of mean. And then you guys, uh, you hear a commotion coming from outside the front of the store, and you hear muffled yells Mm -hmm. coming from the town square. More shit came back to life. Oh no. Let's go check it out. And just as Dustin starts to walk toward the front door, you hear from the floor above, Ah! Ah! Help! Oh no. That that the shopkeeper and his family may yet be in danger. What are you going to do? Well, uh, 
Kimmy's gonna like grab a blanket or something off the shelf and throw it over Grammy and then head for the stairs if she can. Okay. So uh, Kimmy I'm going with the stairs. Bree follows her. Do we want to split the party? No, just kidding. Uh, I will also <laughs> go up the stairs. Okay. All right. So you guys all run for the stairs. Mm. Are there any healing potions on these shelves? Give me a perception check as you run through. Because if there's one, I'm definitely grabbing it. Just like nineteen. You actually <laughs> notice as you run through, there are two small vials with this glowing, like red liquid with little golden motes in it, and you know that those are healing potions. Okay, I swipe them both, and I say. Sorry, shopkeep, but we need these. And I pass one to Kim. Okay. Oh, thank you. And then, is that, I don't think anyone else has hurt super bad yet, so I'll just hang on to the other one. Okay. In case. I'm going to down it as we go upstairs. All right. I, I'm in very much need of help. So that's 2d4 plus like level 1 character of healing. Right. If you would like to roll. <laughs> very squishy. You're very squishy. <laughs> Okay. okay. I think that takes me back to max health. So there we go. Nice. All right. So you guys run for the stairs. You do hear this commotion starting outside in the in the courtyard of the town, but the the screams from upstairs are getting louder. So you guys bolt upstairs and you come into a like a hallway at the top of the stairs, and there's a door at the other end. Um, and Kimmy, you've hung out with the girls before. You've kind of taken care of them occasionally for the shopkeeper, so you know that the door leads into like the kitchen area. And mm -hmm. it can go to the bedrooms. So you're not really sure where in the residence the family has gone to or what they've run into at this point. So where do you want to go? I suppose we'll head for the door. <laughs> and just peek around as best I can. Okay, so Kimmy runs for the door. It is closed, but it's not locked. Okay, I'll just open it. I'll right. Throw it open, actually. All right, throw the door open. It slams against the wall, and it's a little bit dim in here. Like it looks like they hadn't even really gotten the curtains open this morning yet. Uh, before mm. The sun was still coming up when you guys came in, and uh, you kind of dash into the kitchen area. You can see the table still kind of uh, got a couple settings from breakfast. Uh, it hasn't been completely cleaned up, and you hear coming from down the hallway where the bedrooms are. You hear another scream. No, no, get away from daddy! <laughs> Oh. oh no. Okay, I'll I'll head that way. As long as, long as everybody else is following me. Are you I'm very following scared. Kimmy? That's the plan. Yeah. Okay. I just want to listen for the screams and try to get that way. Alright. Mm. So make me a perception check, everyone, to figure out where exactly the screaming is coming from. Well, 21. Natural 20. All right, all of you realize that the screams are coming from the far end of the hallway, probably the master bedroom. Okay. And Kimmy's going to sprint down there and open the door. All right. So when Kimmy opens the door... Are we in initiative or no? We are going to mm. roll initiative. Can we all line up in this hallway following sure. Kimmy? Okay. Absolutely. Oh, you need another initiative, right? I do. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> that wasn't as good. And you're first this time. <laughs> Ugh. Six. All right, let's see. Kimmy, wow. <laughs> you go from the highest to one of the lower ones, huh? Yeah, you know. <laughs> There's like a whole flip going on. All right, so, <clears throat> Kimmy, you throw open the door, and you see uh, Giles. He's got, he's kind of facing toward the bed in the room. Uh, mm -hmm with Joycey behind him, and the girls are kind of back in the corner. You can't see two of the girls, but you hear them. It sounds like they pushed them into the closet and shut the door. Um, and there, as you kind of look around, it's it's very dark in here. It's just dim light. And it looks like something is moving along the bed toward Giles, but it's just this shadowy figure going toward him. Oh. And as you throw open the door, it turns its attention back toward you. And this creature... I wave. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> it sort of swings around, and it's like just pure shadow. And it's going hmm. to uh, just kind of reach out and like try to grab hold of you. Ooh. And it gets a 16. Oh yeah, that'll that'll hit. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> you are going to take twelve points of necrotic damage. Well, I'm down. <laughs> so Kimmy falls unconscious as this happens <laughs> in the doorway, and and the same at the same touch, you also take. Oh boy. Two points of strength damage. So your strength oh, is no. by two. <laughs> as you collapse. From the first session. Huh? Maybe. Alright. Yes. So Kimmy collapses and is like lying slumped against the wall right in front of uh, Dustin. Krona, you are the quickest to respond to Kimmy collapsing. What do you want to do? I don't know how to deal with something that's scary. Here. That's because you're weak. Don't be weak. Let me deal with it. It looks like it's my kind. What do you do, Krona? Uh, so I have to put the um. Do I have to do the thing again to? Yep. You would. You uh. Your hit points would have gone back up last time. So okay, again, so I can just leave it. I can just leave it at what I put it there. Yeah. Because I, I forgot to put it back up. Okay. Okay. And then I guess I move forward. So you leap through the door, and you guys, as he moves past, you see the shadow elongate behind him, and it kind of like hovers over where Kimmy's lying, and it says, oh. "I don't think you're strong enough to kill it." But try, try, and you feel like this sort of smack on the back of your head like somebody's just clobbering you a couple times on the head stop it so you can attack if you want to alrighty so you swing into this shadow creature 
and you do in fact hit. Alright, so you notice when you do hit that it seems like the magical flames that lick across your blade just sort of dissolve across it and don't injure it at all. But it does take some damage from the blade itself. And its attention is completely focused on you and the shadow that floats about behind you. The girls scream as the shadow on you moves behind you. And they're like, ah, there's another one! And they duck deeper into the corner. And then it is Bree's turn. So Krona has leaped into the room and is in combat with something Bree that he really, it looks like just moving shadow is attacking him. Uh, well, I, I probably can't see that. Yeah, you just saw when it swooshed out at Kimmy, but then it pulled away. Well, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna go into the room. Okay. And probably stand somewhere over here to help protect the family. So if you move past them, like if you move out of its reach, it's going to try to swing at you as you go. It is. You could try to get in next to the space here. That's scary too. Do you want to take the attack of opportunity? No. I'll I'll, uh, I'll do that. Next to this awful shadow creature. Um, So I'll have to use my short book. one short sword. Yeah, because you have two short swords, so you unsheath one and go at it with your short sword. Yeah, but I mislabeled it and I broke short bow instead on accident. <laughs> I'm writing my macros. Nice. So I'll fix it in a minute. Twelve to hit. So you do hit it, but it you almost it seems like you almost miss. But you do kind of slash into it. But you notice that because it's kind of almost not corporeal, it's not as hurt as it would be if it was like a living creature. Okay, so it doesn't take fall. Okay. So it's got some resistance. That's fine. As long as we can actually hit it. So Dustin, this... Kimmy is lying on the ground in front of you, just slumped there, not moving. So I want to do two things, and you can tell me if I can do it. I want to put Kimmy on the other side of me. Mm -hmm. And then I want to put the potion, the other... I want to make (laughs) the other potion. And you want to what with the potion? Like, make her drink it. Um, yeah, so you can, I'll let you kind of, like, sort of pick her up, and as you move her, like, feed her the potion. Yeah. Alright, so as you're feeding her the potion, you can roll 2d4 plus 2 for healing. 2d4 plus 2. Nine points. Nine hit points back, Kimmy. So Kimmy's eyes kind of come open in surprise. Oh. You see Dustin just kind of leaning over you. What? What happened? Uh, uh, I don't know, but there's a shadow. Oh, oh, that's right. Bean, bean. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So now that you're awake, Kimmy, you're lying Hmm. prone on the floor, kind of against the wall. What do you want to do? Uh, oh boy, that's a good question. Um. I need to double check something. Quick. 
I can, can I see the shadow from where I'm standing? Or you don't sitting? have a clear line. It's got cov- It's got some cover from the door because it's around the corner. Okay. Oh, well, actually, I don't need to see the thing. All right. Uh, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire in the direction of the room. Okay. Um, so each object in a 20-foot cube is outlined by pink light. Uh, any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined if it fails a dexterity saving throw. So. Okay. So, uh, everybody has to make, everybody, like, around the shadow has to make a dexterity saving throw. What is your, uh, spell DC? Uh, let me double check. Does this include me? Yes. Okay. Pink. Is a 13. So, Dustin is glowing very beautifully. Krona has to make it. Bree has to make it. Giles fails it, so he is glowing. Do I just just click the dexterity, my dexterity thing? Uh, You can click uh, dexterity save. Hmm. I don't see that on my my sheet. I'm not used to these sheets. So, it's Uh, it's a saving throw. It's just right of your ability scores. On well, top left. So right where your uh, normal like strength oh, yeah, the dexterity is, there's a second list that says saving throws. Oh, okay. It's a saving throws underneath, so that's yeah. why I was confused. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Not <laughs> That's kind of exciting. You're blowing. So Bree is not. Uh, what was the safety C again? Uh, thirteen. So Krona is also glowing in color, and the shadow says, "Don't you look beautiful? Oh, you're so pretty. See, this is a good look for you. It reflects what's on the inside." <laughs> That's supposed to mean. Justin says, "We're all so pretty and witty <laughs> and fine." <laughs> The shadow sort of like swirls, and it—you almost get the sense, Dustin—it looks at you, not the one that's on, the one that's on Krona. It kind of looks at you, and it says, "You're the brains, then, aren't you?" I give him a big <laughs> thumbs up. Definitely. All right. So after Kimmy lights everybody up with some uh, glow, actually, let's see. Did the shadow make it. Let's find out. It's gonna be a problem if it does. Alright. Oh my goodness. The shadow is not glowing. <laughs> oh no. But everybody else is glowing. Except for Bree. Oh no. I might have just killed us all. Yeah, because it, oh, it, it gets advantage, right? Yes. That's excellent. <laughs> Alright. So I'm sorry. doesn't get advantage on me. No. So the shadow is going to attack Krona uh, at this point. So it's Lovely. swings out to attack Krona, oh. and it gets a nineteen to hit you, Krona. Ow! You'll take nine points of necrotic damage. Ow! And your strength score will go down by one point. So your strength drops by one as you feel uh, weakness kind of take you a little bit. 
then it is your turn, Krona. And uh, you hear, oh, oh, don't complain. Are you too weak now to hold the sword in your hand? Don't, don't tell me you can't hit something now. Come on, boy. Alrighty, well, I don't like that it hit me. <laughs> Giles just quickly disengages away from it, like, nope, nope. I'm... What are you gonna do, Krona? Don't forget, as a dragonborn, you have another ability. Oh, wait, but you did notice that the fire didn't really hurt it, so you probably wouldn't do that right now. Yeah. Also, we're in a house. I don't know if it's a good idea. <laughs> no, let's not do that. No fire right now. Uh, I don't suppose I have any healing things on me, do I? You do not. I don't see any, so I figured no. Now, you can take the disengage action, which means you move away from the creature that's threatening you, and it can't attack you this turn. Uh, I guess I should, I guess I do that. Where do you want to go? You can move past your friends and go back down the hallway. You could duck back into the corner with the girls. Uh, you could go to the other side of the bed. Where would you want to go? I guess I'll go back into the hall. Alright, so Krona quickly ducks down the hallway, and you hear as you go, Run away! Run away! Oh, we're running now, are we? Oh yes, you do this so much better than anything else. Wow, this shadow is mean. <laughs> and then it is Bree's turn. Well, I'm gonna take my short sword to the damn shadow again since I'm the only <laughs> one here who can really do much. Twenty-three to hit. You hit the shadow creature. Five points. Some of its uh, <laughs> swirls away a little bit. It seems like it's becoming less uh, viable, but it's still there. Dustin, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to step into the room. I'm going to say, I don't know if I can hit this with an axe, but I'm going to try. I can hit it with a sword, so... And I'm going to take a big swing. Chances are good. 19. Ooh. So your axe goes through the shadow. Roll some damage. Six points of damage. Six points of damage. You bring your axe down through the center of the shadow. And, like, half of it seems to disappear, but there's still the other half of it that coalesces back and isn't completely gone. Oh, this is a mean shadow. Alright. Kimmy, what do you do? I'm going to... Uh, sort of move around Dustin over to here. Okay. And I still I still have one magic stone left, so I'm going to try and throw it at the shadow. All right, so you have disadvantage. I like to think as tall as Dustin is, you just sort of slide under his legs. Yes, so does. And just swing upward at the shadow. That hit? Oh. The, the shadow swooshes away from it, and it clatters off the Darn. wall. 
And you see the stone just roll harmlessly under the bed. Hmm. You big meanie. The shadow turns its attention to Dustin, who lum- just looms above everything. He even had to kind of duck underneath the doorframe to come in here. And his head nearly touches the ceiling of the room. And it flashes out at Dustin. Gets an 11 to hit Dustin. So is this just against my regular AC? Yes. Then no. Alright, so you uh, manage to move aside as the shadow pushes, like, its reach out and misses and coalesces back. And then it is Krona. You're in the hallway and you hear... Oh, oh, look, they're going to save us again. Yes, yes, the little one even ran in under the big one's legs. Do you see? And she's not all that good in the fight. I still haven't earned my merit badge for fights, <laughs> to be fair. But really? still, she's in the fight. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is, the thing is too tough for me. I don't know how to deal with it. You stab it till it dies. Or you stand there and let it kill you. I'm okay with either at the moment. I really hate this shadow. I hate this shadow more than the shadow that's attacking us. <laughs> Krona, do you just stay in the hallway? Uh, I don't, I don't exactly have a lot of room to go in there right now. All right, so Krona just sort of hangs back, and then it is Bree's turn. All right, well, the short sword seems to be doing something, so. Oh, 12. You just hit with your sword. And as you do, the shadow dissipates away into nothing. And it's gone. And, uh, I, pat Bree, I pat Bree's leg and I say, good job! Joycey's like, oh my god, thank you so much! Oh, girls, it's okay! It's okay now! The, the It's it's alright! Everything's okay! Oh my god, what happened? What's going on? Why is this happening? I say, shush now. Stay in this room and be safe. And I go over to the window and I look outside and see if there's, like, stuff. Because they were screaming outside earlier, right? There was. So you look out the window. So you pull back the curtains and the sunlight shines in. And um, you're looking out behind the uh, general store. And there's kind of a little, like, farm plot back there. And there's a few other houses and stuff beyond. And you can see, like, kind of lumbering along, you see other like lumbering forms oh. with shifting gait moving through the street and through oh, the alleys. Man. And you see some of the townspeople like running. You see like people pulling shutters shut and you can see one man kind of like toe to toe with one of these things hitting it over the head with a frying pan. <laughs> I like that guy. Okay. Um, you can still hear more yelling coming from the front of the building out in the town square. Okay. I turn to my friends and say, as much as I'd like to sit down and rest, I think we have to go out and deal with this. I clump, 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 clump. Agreed. I think so, too. Let's go. I hope my dad's all right. Me, too. Go, 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 go. 
I go downstairs. <laughs> Alright, so you guys run back downstairs. And you head but to the doors. Before, before Kimmy goes, um, she pulls some blank badges out of her pocket and quickly draws a little, like, black figure on them. And she gives them all to the girls and she says, You all earned your Shadow Play merit badges today. Uh, just be good with your parents and hide and be safe, okay? And they're like, oh, thank you, okay. All right, don't get hurt, okay? If if you get in trouble, let the big guy stand in front of you. Okay? <laughs> I always do. Okay. I love you guys. Okay, I run downstairs. And you can hear them, be okay, don't get hurt, Kimmy. All right. <laughs> How long does your fairy fire last on these guys? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I believe it's concentration, actually. Okay. It is. It's concentration up to a minute. Nice. All right. So, so you guys bolt down the stairs and you run to the double doors that sit at the front of the shop and throw them open to see what's going on in the courtyard. When you do, you can see that it looks like uh, all hell has broken loose out in the courtyard of the town. Um, you see uh, there are a handful of townsfolk that look like they have fallen to these creatures um in the building opposite the general store you can see up in the second story window kind of like just the top part of his face like his nose and his eyes and like his his funny hat um the local like uh money collector he he deals with all the like loaning and, and banking and things in town he's a bit of a shrewd man not well liked he's kind of hiding up there and around his shop there are seven well-armed men in armor with weapons, and they are kind of finishing off a handful of these zombies. They've already killed maybe four or five of them at this point. And uh, he's like just kind of yelling encouragement from the window, like, yes, get him, don't let him in the building. Yes, you kill him and you kill him. And as you guys kind of step out and are assessing this, you hear uh, the sound of a dog barking off to the off to your right. And you hear children screaming. No, no, don't go after him, Rex. Rex, get off, get off of him. Help, help us. Puppy. And that's over here. Yeah, that's right. off and to the right, yep. I like animals more than I like most humans, so I want to go over there. All right. I, I, I also like animals and little kids more than most humans, so <laughs> I'll probably go three. Okay, so you guys kind of bolt from in front of the store. I don't care about the dude with the seven guards. <laughs> he kind of watches. Are these little things all zombies? Um, when you run around the corner, so what you see is oh. you see a dog kind of barking at these small uh, hands. They're just, just clawed hands with no other pieces of body attached. And they're kind of <laughs> skittering across the ground and like flinging themselves at the dog who is like trying to fight them off and the children are trying to save the dog like one little boy has a stick and he's swatting them and trying to get them away but they look like they're about to be overwhelmed by these uh creatures so you guys want to roll some initiatives to get into the fray and see if you can save the children sure i think you mean definitely save the children Mm. you just want to start stomping these stupid little hands Oh. Nice. Fifth, eighteen. Yeah, did you see my roll? You got a 
Did you see it? Is it a natural? <laughs> what is that? No, because it says I have a little error message above it that said you wanted to send a result of this roll, but... Oh, yeah, I see it, but it's it's okay. uh, five. Yeah, wow. it's a shitty roll. It happens. Yeah, I got a one. All right, so five. Mm-hmm. We've done three initiatives. <laughs> Two of mine have been under ten. And I have a plus four. Really not making great use of that 18 decks or whatever. What did you get? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my bad. I thought I did it already. I guess I didn't. Uh, I still can't believe I rolled that. When we were rolling for characters. No, don't leave. <sighs> nice, I got another shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, just is calling him. There we go. Uh, so, uh, so you guys see these these just hands, and they're like they run really fast, and they like seem to be able to fling themselves pretty good distance. Uh, it seems like the dog has only very barely been able to keep them off. And Kimmy, you are the fastest uh, to kind of take in the situation at the moment. Hmm. Ooh, difficult one. I think Kimmy's gonna use Entangle um, and she's gonna position it in such a way that it catches the two that are in front of the dog like sort of right across from us Um, and they have to make strength saving throws or they are restrained Alright, so strength saving throws So First one is going to get a thirteen, and the second one only gets a six. Okay. One of them succeeds. One of them fails. All right. So this one we don't have to be look right away. And how long does that last? Um, concentration up to a minute. Right. Um, and uh, they can use their action to make a strength check on their turn to see if they can break free. Okay. Sounds good. So, after Kimmy, do you want to stay where you are, Kimmy, or reposition yourself in this mess? Um, can I run around this building north of us and try and get around towards the kids? You could. Yeah, okay, you, you, I'm gonna you, do that. you've been to the gazebo before. You know that you can get to it from behind the building. Okay. I'm going to run up to here, I believe. Alright, so Kimmy dashes alongside the uh, the building and is running behind it. The kids look over as you're coming and they're like, Help! Quick, it's gonna hear it! They're gonna get our dog! Mm. Alright, so after Kimmy is Krona. Krona, so you, you didn't even have time to extinguish your blade. In fact, your shadow sort of just followed you the whole way down the stairs and it was just, oh, maybe I need to to step in now, don't you think? Don't you think that you've done too little to help at all? And it starts to coalesce and take a more solid form behind you. It kind of slams you on the back. Why don't you show me what you can do? What do you do, Corona? I guess I go try to kill something. 
This is the closest one, I guess. Um, oh, do you back? So, so what you see actually, Cullen, so that you know, the the guards oh, are yeah. fighting with that zombie. The kids and uh, the dog are all over here by the gazebo. Yeah, and they're um they're getting swarmed by these little tiny weird creepy hands. So you can go out. You could go after that zombie, or you can go after the creepy hands. Whatever you want to do. Uh. I'll just go kill the zombie right here. Okay. So Krona turns around and runs toward the zombie that's over on the side. So you swing your scimitar and you just slash it across its back because it wasn't expecting you. Eight points of damage. Kind of groans in pain. And the guards are like, ah! Good, and, the, and you see uh, from the window, um, Altu, the money collector, kind of leans out and he goes, Oh, yes, yes, you can help my guards. If you stay and protect my building, I'll pay, I'll pay each of you 50 gold for the day. <clears throat> so, after Krona is Dustin. And uh, you hear Dustin as, uh, as you're deciding what to do, that shadowy voice say, Oh, yes, let the children just get devoured. We'll handle this. This is scarier. Um, Jeanette. Yes. What would be the action to try to intimidate this money lender? <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be. I, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about trying to tell him that he needs to send his guards out to help deal with the zombies instead of just protecting his building. I think I could intimidate him into making his guards doing that. What What are you going to do to intimidate him? Like, what are you going to do to, to scare I'm him into doing this? point my finger and wag at him and tell him if he doesn't <laughs> send his guards out, I'm going to have words with him later. Roll me an intimidation check. I'm gonna tell your mother, young man. <laughs> natural two natural twenties. Holy crap! <laughs> Yay, we have backup. He he ducks down for a minute and he pokes his head back up and he's like, "Well, I well, I mean, I paid them to protect me, but I mean, oh, those things could get in here too. I guess I can spare half of them to help." Nice. I give him a side eye, like it's not enough, but I'll leave him. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and then and then now all you can see is like the top of his head and maybe just a little bit of his eyes as he's kind of slowed himself even lower in the window. Um. So can I still do something else or is that... That's You can move, but that's kind of your action okay. was to turn and like yell at him. Um. I'm gonna move towards these. So where is the... Is the entanglement still going on or is that like... Yeah, this one, this one hand over here is uh entangled. Okay, right, so wait. I'm gonna move up right here okay and then as a bonus action i'm gonna rage oh boy what is what does it look like when you rage uh so i get pretty mad and i have pretty big muscles definitely muscly dude and the veins start bulging but if you look closely at dustin you see these like 
fine hairs, like arm hair, um, that's normally like a dark red, and some are dark blue, but they actually lay flat against his skin, and it gives him a purplish hue. And uh, yeah, and they, they, it's actually hard gemstone, so it protects him when it lays flat like that against some damage. That's cool. So you guys see Dustin starting to get angry. Bree, what are you going to do? I'm going to move up to this creepy hand and use my short sword on it. Okay. Um, But yeah, I didn't hit it. Alright, so you swing and and it's like your sword hits the dirt where it just was and you're like, what the? And you look and it's like two feet to your right. It just skittered aside quickly. And then the hands will move. Alright, so the, uh, the hand that is at Dustin's feet in that moment, it mm-hmm. just starts at your leg. It just scuttles up, and it is going to attempt to grab you by the throat as it oh, does Oh, gosh. This. So. But it tends to grab, and you're so angry, you just swat it back down to the ground, and it does not nice. get a grip on you. So, the one... Next to Bree, we'll do the same thing and attempt to scuttle up her leg. This one gets a 21 to grab hold of Bree by the throat. So yeah. it grabs you and it squeezes and you immediately feel your airway kind of constrict. And you will take four points of bludgeoning damage as it starts to crush your windpipe. And now it's holding on to you, so it's like got you grappled by the throat. And you're like, you can't even talk at this point. This one is going to use its action to try to break free from the entangle, so it will make a strength check. And it's wiggling in there and wiggling, and it kind of tips over on its on the back of the of the hand, palm up, and its fingers are going, and it can't get out. So this one over here, it's like a turtle. It is kind of like a turtle. This one will um go past the dog and also leap up and try as the one that fell off of uh, Dustin falls, this one comes up and tries to grab hold of you, Dustin. Okay. 24. I guess what? Your AC. Yeah, that does do it. Alright, so it grabs you by the throat and it squeezes down. You take 5 points of bludgeoning damage, but you're raging. So, so you half. take 2 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. But it is holding on to you by the throat at this point. Okay. Alright, so... Once they do that, he can't get away. It is then, and actually the dog is going to attempt to bite as the uh, hand goes past. The dog actually bites. Oops, this is shadow. And it does four points of damage to the hand that's got to buy it. Alright, so, it is Kimmy's turn. So, Kimmy, you're running around the building. You see the kids, they're kind of uh, torn between what to do. And they're like, Rex, run! And it looks like they're gonna they're gonna bolt this turn. Uh, is that strength drain that the shadow did to me still in effect? Uh, yeah, you still feel like okay. you're weakened by that. So does Krona. Krona's one point of strength damage. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not good. Um. Yeah, you think you need to rest a little bit to kind of recover from that attack. Okay. I'm going to move up towards the kids. And I'm going to use Thorn Whip on the hand around Destin's throat and try and whip it off. Okay. Oh, let's hope this strength thing doesn't mess me up too bad. Fourteen versus its AC. Uh-huh. Yep, so it the thorn whip whips it. Oh, sweet. Alright. Uh, then it's gonna take some piercing damage. Okay, so uh, Kimmy picks up like one of the flowers mm-hmm. off the ground that has some thorns on it, and just sort of it extends in her hand and she whips it around it hits the claw and she pulls it off towards her okay so how, and so about there the, uh can i can i pull it like in front of me so it's not near the kids sure okay all right and when you do that uh it looks like it's it hurts it very bad i'm gonna make a roll but the hand is oh. not destroyed it's freaking undead mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, Kimmy? Nope, that's it. All right. Krona, you are standing toe-to-toe with this zombie. Yep. What do you want to do? I guess I'm gonna kill it. All right. So you swing and hit the zombie that's in front of you. Yep. Eleven points of damage. Damn. The zombie is uh you kind of sever like one of its arms, but it's still alive, and you see the arm kind of start pulling itself toward you across the ground. Boy. You hear, oh look, you can't even kill the arm. It's still <laughs> moving. <laughs> Dustin. You uh, are no longer being choked by a uh, disembodied hand. Yeah, that's fair. He's uh, kind of in a blind rage, I think. So he's just going to big target right in front of him. He's going to take a swing at that thing. Um, So we'll roll that. 13. A 13 will just hit the hand. It almost gets out of the way. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to roll damage. I don't, is there a way to... No, so it's actually eight points of damage. Okay, because of your rage. I can add that later. Okay, cool. All right, so let's see. Eight plus the hand is still moving. These things are ridiculous. (laughs) They really are. The dog and the kids run for it at this point, so they bolt up the road as fast as they can. And then it is Bree's turn. What do I have to do to get this thing off of me? Alright, so, to get this thing off, you need to use, um, let's see. Use your action to just grab it and throw it off. Like, so it takes, kind of force it off and get rid of it. But then you won't be able to attack this turn. That's fine. Do I have to, what do I have to roll? Nothing. You, you, like, you just take your action to just detach it and toss it to the ground. Totally okay with that. Alright, so you 
it can breathe again as it drops to the ground. It kind of drops with the palm up and it flips over onto the fingers, looking like it's ready to scramble Just back at you. Adam's family right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Meanwhile, the guards are going to attempt to, uh, the one standing toe to toe with the zombie will attempt to help Krona take care of it. So he will attack with his spear. He hits the zombie, doing four points of piercing damage to the zombie. Let's see. And the zombie will roll. <laughs> the zombie is destroyed. The zombie falls down dead. And you see the money letter. You're like, Woo-hoo! yes. Oh, he ducks back down, looking for Dustin as he does. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, two of the other guards will start running toward where all of this is going on. So they're they're running to help because he says, go help! I don't want the big man to come piss me off, be pissed off at me later. Go help them. Alright, so then it is going to be a clawing hand's turn. So the one that you threw down onto the ground is going to attempt to run up and choke you again, Bree. Of course it is. Gets an 18 to do so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two points of bludgeoning damage as it once again pinches off your airway and is holding on. The one that is grappled will try to get away from the entanglement and gets a 20, so he breaks free this turn. He flips back over on his fingers and looks like he's ready for action next time. Then, versus Kimmy. An oh, 18. no. <laughs> five points of bludgeoning damage so it leaps mm. up it doesn't have to go very far it literally leaps from the ground right to Kimmy's neck and grabs hold it's probably like as big as my face mm-hmm. and Dustin you uh, see this one jumping up at you and you just kind of swat it down like you're playing that slap game mm. and it lands on the ground again unable <laughs> to get a grip on your neck this time so Kimmy what do you want to do well, I have a hand on my neck. Um, you do. Uh, can I use produce flame and sort of touch the flame to the hand on my throat? It's so cool. I would say yes. Okay. Because you just bring it to light in your hand and just... All right. Excellent. All right. Nine to hit. Nine to hit the hand. Let's see. That will miss the hand. Ah. So it so it just sort of like is hanging on and you go to grab for it and it kind of like wraps around the back of your neck. <laughs> you kind of scorch the front of your like shirt a little bit there. Sash. <laughs> yeah, not my sash. Oh. Alright, so Krona, mm-hmm. you have you have killed the zombie in front of the uh 
your money lender shop. You can see there's looks like there's a few more zombies wandering down the street. You look uh, behind the buildings and you can see some coming through the rows of like the, the garden behind the general store. And uh, your friends are currently dealing with these little uh, dismembered hands that are continuously attacking them. What do you want to do? Do you want to just roll up in a ball and cry? Do you? You do, don't you? I have beer in my mouth. I'm just gonna spit it out of my mouth. What? What's wrong with you? Why do you keep making fun of me? Because you're not doing anything useful. Nothing. I just killed one. What do you mean? No. I think the other guy did it. Arguing with a shadow? I think those little hands may be more up your alley. They're smaller, less dangerous. You should try one of those. You know, baby steps. <laughs> I'm not a kid. Prove it. What do you do, Krona? Uh, let's see. We got them. The little children in the square making noise. <laughs> <laughs> that fully work is very good. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> oh, look who put his big boy pants on! <laughs> Charge toward the other zombie, and you hit it! How much damage do you do? Whoa! Noise, noise! Cleave into its chest, and it's uh like the ch the the tattered parts of clothing that it has on start to flame up around it from the flame on your blade. Great! Now we have uh. flaming zombies. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best kind. Mm -hmm. All right, so. He's in this. Alright, so after Krona attacks it, and you hear Oh, you couldn't even fell it in one blow. It's gonna take more than one, as always. Uh, then it is Dustin. I'm just gonna take a big swing at this guy in front of me. It's really annoying me. <laughs> uh, oh no, what happened to- Oh, there it is. Let's see, a 12. A 12 will miss the hand. Oh my gosh. It skitters sideways out of the way. Just, just like you come down and it's like that knife game where you like are going between the fingers. Your blade goes right in between two of the fingers as it stops. And it kind of flips over and just points one digit up at you from the flipped over position. <laughs> Say, what digit, Jeanette? Oh, you know what digit. <laughs> the the, the middle digit. As, uh, strength checks, right? So I don't get advantage. No. The range, okay. I don't think All so. right. So, uh, that was Dustin. So... Bree, what do you want to do? So you see Dustin Pull the thing miss. off my neck. Alright, so you grab a hold of the thing on your neck and toss it to the ground again. Can I stop it this time? Oh, but you use your action to toss it away, so it it kind of lands a little away and then it starts skittering toward you again, like... Just, <laughs> I can't do much if I'm choking to death, so I've gotta try to get it off again. It's true. Meanwhile, Krona, the zombie that you attacked, throws its fists at you. 
and it gets a 10 to hit you, which you manage to just kind of, it, it glances off the scale mail that you're wearing, but it doesn't go do any damage. You just kind of feel the impact a little bit. And uh, then from behind, you kind of get shoved into it and it's like, come on, Nancy boy, go get it. <laughs> and then it is the clawing hands turn. Mm-hmm. All right, so Kimmy, is one on your neck or did you throw it down? No, it's still up there. All right, neck. So it just squeezes. It doesn't mm-hmm. like it's already holding. It just it just squeezes your neck. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> okay, I'm down again. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so Kimmy drops. Again. And then uh, the one in front of Dustin will try to attack him. And hits him for four bludgeoning damage. Two bludgeoning damage. Two bludgeoning damage. And is holding on to you by the neck. This one is going to scuttle toward the guard. So uh, it will attack the guard. And I believe that just hits the guard. It does. So the guard is going to take some damage. So he will take four points. And he is also being choked now by this creature. And he's like... (coughs) And then Bree, the one that you threw down, runs at you again. And this time it's running toward you and it just sort of flies toward you like... Was trying to grab you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my goodness. Are you unconscious? Yeah, I am. All right. Oh. So Timmy and Bree are unconscious. <laughs> Shit. Right. When you collapse, the hand just lets go. Like, right. Of course it does. I'm down. It doesn't care anymore. Alright. <laughs> the card is like, <laughs> So, after those go, Kimmy, I need a death saving throw. Hey. Let's see here. Death saving. Okay. Not good. All right. So Kimmy does not look like she's in good shape. Krona, you uh, hear from behind you, uh, like, suddenly things seem to be going poorly for your friends. And uh, you hear, oh, oh, looks like you may watch them all die. I thought you'd be the first one to drop. <laughs> so mean. Colin, why did you make these character choices? <laughs> What are you going to do, Krona? Your friends seem to be in very big trouble at the moment. Well, uh, let's see. Well, there's still this thing in front of me. There is. But you could run from it and go and try to help your friends. What are you going to do? 
Am I able, so wait, uh, can I double move when I run from the thing or? Uh, you can, you could take a dash or you could disengage, which would, uh, alleviate you getting hit and you could move, uh, toward your friends or you could dash, which would give you double movement, but it could try to swing at you from behind. Okay. I guess I'll disengage. All right. And then I'll go to the thing or whatever. All right. So your movement is what? 30 feet? Yeah. I think this is, I think like here is where I get. So you take the disengage action, and then you can move your 30 feet. So you run across the... towards your friends. All right. So, after Krona, Dustin, you look around, you see Krona run into view, and you see Kimmy and Bree both collapse to the ground, unconscious. And I got a throat You do have one at your throat. Can I... I don't know how unarmed strikes work. Can I just reach up and, like, do an unarmed strike and try to, like, crush this thing to death in my big, burly hands? Sure, so you could roll an attack and double check. I always love when it's like, see under this. Okay. So uh-huh. Let's see, I was looking at D&D Beyond. It says my unarmed strike is plus five to hit and four damage. Yes, because it's your strength. It's going to be uh, basically your strength modifier and damage. But let me just double check this. Unarmed strike. 195. It says you are proficient with your unarmed strike. Yes. So you roll to attack. Um, you get your proficiency bonus plus your strength modifier added to it. Okay. And so it's just going to be a plus five. Whoa. I guess I'll just roll this because I don't know. Oh, I got a 12. So you will miss with your 12. And the little hand hangs on. Alright, so after you, uh, Bree, make me a death saving throw. So you want to do that? Alright, so you're going to roll a constitution roll. So you're going to just straight up... Oh, so you have one success. So you're going to mark off one success. If you get three successes, you're unconscious but alive, and you'll wake up after a short amount of time. If you roll three failures, you're dead. So. Alright. The zombie, now that uh, you have run away, Krona, it seems to get distracted and starts kind of gnawing on one of these fallen villagers that they already took out. Okay. Meanwhile, the clawing hands. This one has let go of Kimmy. It's going to go after this other guard that's coming this way. (laughs) He's like, ah! the hell is that thing? The poor guy. <laughs> no. All you had to do was stay outside the shop and help, and then Dustin yelled at people and made them mad, and... Alright, so, uh, but he, like, screams, and it's, it lunges at his throat, he swats it in the air, and it lands on the ground, and it does not get him. The one on Dustin will squeeze your throat for six bludgeoning, so you take three. Are you unconscious? No. No. 
All right. Then, uh, the one on the guard over here, this guard will fall unconscious. Oh, no. And the other one's like, I think we need more help over here! <laughs> I want that dog back. He was pretty good. <laughs> and this one disengages from uh, its grip on Bree and flies through the air toward Krona. With an 18 to hit you, Krona. I think that hits me. Guild hand ever. Alright, so you take five bludgeoning damage, Krona. Ow. And it's holding on to you by the neck. And you hear from behind you, Oh, looks like you're gonna die too. You should do something about this before it strangles you to death. <laughs> Alright, so those were the clawing hands. So the other guards, uh, they start to take an interest in their comrades going down. This guard is going to run across, and he's going to attempt to uh, slash at the hand that has fallen to the ground. Because this is insane. And he will miss with a spear. <laughs> then another one comes over. <laughs> he runs in, he hits with his spear, and he will oh. do five points of piercing damage to the hand. It will make a saving throw. Needs a uh, ten or better. It's still alive. <laughs> this guy just runs across. Like, oh my god, what's happening here? And their friend will make a constitution roll. And I believe that is a one, so he takes two failed death saves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... This is going incredibly poorly. This is going terrible. Alright, so Kimmy, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to do another death saving throw. Yes, you are. <laughs> that goes. <laughs> well, I, I'm dead. So Kimmy, I'm going to die. <laughs> Kimmy stops breathing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> All right, after Kimmy Krona, uh, you hear, that one bit the dust. Are you next? <laughs> Krona, what are you going to do? You have a, uh, <laughs> you have a hand around your throat. So what do I have to do to get it off? I have to uh, roll a what? You can use your action to just pull it off and toss it away. That's all you get to do. That's all you get to do. Or you could let it stay there and attack another one, or you could try to unarm, like, just smash it. Smash the gun. Uh, I guess I'll just take it off of me. Alright, so you take it off and throw it to the ground. Alright, after... I didn't think these hands would be that dangerous. <laughs> Dustin! I'm gonna have to just rip it off my throat, I think. I don't... 
the smashing it didn't work. I want to hit it with an axe, but I can't swing an axe at my own throat. Good. Well, what could possibly go wrong? On that. Like, so I'm gonna take my action, throw it off. Okay. I guess that's it. All right, just. So, Bree, make me another death save. Oh, no. Yes! Okay, so that's two successes. Then, let's see. Creepy crawly hands. Alright. So. The one on Krona, you threw it down, so it's gonna lunge at you again. And it hits you again. For five points of bludgeoning damage, Krona. And it is attached cool. at the throat. This one is also, well, yeah, it also tries to, oh, well. Four more points of bludgeoning damage, Krona. Okay, I am knocked out. Okay, this oh. is good. <laughs> So the sh- the the cre- as you fall over, you hear, "Oh, see you too," <laughs> and then the shadow dissolves. So you are at points. This is the quickest campaign ever. I know it's great. Oh, <laughs> session. All right, so uh, that one, that one. The guards like, "Oh my god, they both are down," and the one in front of you, Dustin. It's a seven as it leaps up at you. No good! This time you swallow away. The one by Kimmy's body will leap up and will attach to the guard and does four points of bludgeoning damage. The guard tries to scream, but it closes off his airway. And then the guards are going to attack. First one attacks and will miss the creeping hand. Second one will attack. This guy hits the little creepy hand. He does eight points of damage. I need a 13 on my roll. That hand is just not gonna die. Uh, this guard will jump in and attack the hand that knocked his friend unconscious and will just hit and we'll do two points of damage and I need to make a saving throw. Well, it's only a seven I need for this guy, but oops, that's a one. Hang on. <laughs> but he still makes it. So he is still alive. <sighs> and I will roll we'll use that roll as a constitution save for the guard. This guard wakes up with one hit hmm. point. Wow. Got be choked again. <laughs> yeah, his eyes come open. He's <gasps> all right. And then let's see. Krona, you need to roll a Constitution saving throw to see okay. if you're dying. All right, so you take one uh, success. 
So you need three successes to stabilize. Dustin, you are not being choked at the moment by this stupid creeping hand that's at your feet. Under his breath, he whispers a quick prayer to uh, say Lune, and he's going to take a big swing at the one that's been choking him to death. Okay. And we'll see how he does. Uh, let's see. Oh my goodness gracious! This is terrible! Alright, so, uh, Bree, make me a saving throw. Uh, all right so that's one failure so it's not bad so you're you're doing okay you but you kind of yeah you kind of struggle a little on it but you're still breathing all right and then the creeping hands krona is down all right so they're gonna go after these guards first uh the guard on the ground gets hit and is unconscious again He's like, up, down. The next guard, will he will miss. So that guard is still okay. The one on the ground near you, Dustin, rolls an 11 to hit you. So you swat it again as it tries to jump up at you. And then the one by where Kimmy is down does jump up and gets on this guard and does three points of bludgeoning. It's holding on to him. And it's choking him, but he is alive still. Alright, so then... The guards are going to... This guard reaches into a pouch, leans over Kimmy, and pours something down Kimmy's throat. Oh? <laughs> and says, she's gonna owe me for this one, but Jesus, these things are terrifying. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Kimmy, mm-hmm. all right. Hang on. That one. All right. So, he pours this liquid down your throat. Uh, your eyes fly open. You have one <gasps> hit point. Oh. Okay. And he he leans down and says. I'll send you a bill. Get the hell back in this fight. Thumbs up. Alright. The other two guards, the one throws this hand down on the ground next to him, and the other guard is going to attempt to kill it. Why doesn't this thing just die? And he completely misses. Well, yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's that's why it won't die, sir. Yes. Meanwhile, the guard down at the bottom also misses. So, we are back at the top with Kimmy. You are conscious at one hit point. Okay. Uh, I am going to use Cure Wounds on myself, then. <laughs> um, let's see. D8. Oh, okay. I'm back to max HP. Nice. So Kimmy wakes up and clo- all the wounds start to close as you the magical energy washes over you. Excellent. You can I stand up, up on this turn as well? Yeah, you can use a movement to stand up. So half okay. move. So you still have half a move if you want to move away from anything. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm good where I am. All right. So after Kimmy. 
Krona, make me a saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Okay. That will be one failure. Dustin! This hand will not die. Utter rage. Straight down. Try to cut it right in half. 23. That hits. <laughs> and eight points of damage. Alright. So you slash into it. And it's still there. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so it doesn't after- even have any fingers left. <laughs> it's, just- <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're flimsy now, like you've kind of made them the appendages longer where you keep cutting, but it's just sort of like waddles towards you now, like determined to kill you. Amazing. Alright, Bree, make me a death save. Constitution save. You wake up with one hit point, Bree. Yay. So you were at one hit point and awake. That's fantastic. But bro. But you're lying there, like, you're looking up at Dustin, like, with his back to you, and your your throat is killing you, but you're, you're alive, you're breathing. Yes, and but I can't stand up now because that would provoke an... Attack of opportunity. No, in this in this edition, you can use half your movement to stand up. You do not provoke. Sweet. Then I'm gonna stand up and just back away a little. Well, if now if you back away, you do Damn provoke. <laughs> okay, then I'll just stand up. All right. So you climb to your feet and are alive. Meanwhile, the hands will attack. Or I should, maybe I should play dead. <laughs> Uh, one hand will attack the guard that is still there. Oh, it hits the guard that's there fighting and does three bludgeoning damage. So he is now caught by the throat. <laughs> All right. The one in front of Dustin will lunge at Dustin and att- and hit him. Yep. For four <sighs> bludgeoning, so two bludgeoning damage. Okay. So it grabs onto you. Still up. You are still up. The one in the back will attack the guard back there. Oh, critical hit on the guard in the back. For four points of bludgeoning damage, this guard is unconscious. Oh no. These hands are scary. And then the the hand on Bree. A nineteen to hit you, Bree. Yeah. You stand up and you take six points of bludgeoning damage and fall back down. Okay. So Bree is unconscious again. Let's pick things up and put them down. Alright, but it lets go when you collapse, because you're dead and there's other targets for it to go after. So the guards, this guard will throw the hand to the ground. This other guard will make a saving throw and die. As he does not survive the saving throw. This guard will make a saving throw. He has one success. Alright. And then the two at the back are going to move around this thing and they're going to attempt to just kill it. So they will both attack. First attack will hit and does seven points, no, six points of piercing damage. The hand will make it save. And then second. He's right. <laughs> I am rolling them right, unfortunately. He will hit and do four points of piercing damage, and the hand will 
still stay alive. <laughs> His hands are insane. The most hilarious thing ever. By hilarious, you mean terrible, then yes. Alright, so, the guards uh, don't know what to do about this. They're starting to panic a little bit now, and they're yelling at their comrades, Get the hell over here, these things are really dangerous. And the moneylender's like, I'm not paying you to all die! (laughs) I certainly hope not. The others are going to move to position themselves Mm. in a protective pattern, because these hands look like they're very, very deadly. Kimmy, what are you going to do? Things are looking dire. Well, um, I'm going to use Produce Flame again, and I'm going to try and hit the, the Crawling Claw just across from me. Okay. We shall see how that goes. That will hit. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh... Oh, max damage. All right, yeah. let's see if that okay. hand is destroyed. All right, I need a... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so now it is it is crispy crittered, but still moving. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimmy, Kimmy throws this fire and she says, My dad's a real handyman. You're nothing. And she, she's like... <laughs> I beat it. And then it gets back up and she's like, oh no. The guard's standing close by is like, yes! Oh, hell, I think we should run and lock the doors. <laughs> Alright, so Krona, make me another death save. Oh. Hey, that's better. So how many successes are you at? That's two. Alright, how many failures? Just the one? Just the one. Alright, so you got two and one. Alright, so after Krona, Dustin, you are currently have a hand around your neck. So can, if I move while it's squeezing me, does that provoke? Nope. Alright. You're not leaving you're not leaving the threatened space. It's just continuing to threaten you. Okay. I'm going over here. I'm gonna I see my buddy come up, I'm gonna flank with him, and then I'm gonna toss mine to the ground. <laughs> well Krona, no, Krona's still down. Krona's not up. Oh, she's not awake, not yeah. up. But you oh. could get, you could get to. Well, Bree's not up either, so. No one's up. No one's no up. No one's up. Okay, wait. Then I have a question about this gazebo. What is, is this? A bridge? Is that? It's like it's like a little wooden pathway that leads up into the gazebo. It's like kind of like steps up. Are, are these raised like a handrail? Yes. I'm gonna go since my buddy's not up. I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna get up on this handrail. Okay. Or like, well, not on the handrail, but on the thing, and then I'm gonna throw the hand over the handrail. Okay. <laughs> just, just make me a, a strength athletics check just to to bound up onto there. Like, you're, okay. you've got advantage, I think, because you're raging. Yeah, I do. Um, now, do you see. throw it toward Kimmy? No, the other side, away from everyone. Okay. So what? athletics check with advantage, 21. Alright, yep, so you just run and leap up onto it, so you're like standing about maybe 6 feet above the ground on top of the rail. Which now makes you like 12 feet tall. Almost yeah, 15. And the hand lands on the ground. Bree, you need to make me a constitution save. Your, your, your saves reset because you came back. I figured. Yeah. So, Bree is struggling to breathe at the moment. 
And then the crawling hand. So, Krona's down. Alright, this hand will attack this guard. And will hit. This guy's like, oh, 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 save me, help. And then he can't talk as it <laughs> suctions onto his face. This one's going to join the fun. And will hit. He does five points of bludgeoning damage, which will not kill him. He is still conscious. Um, but in very bad shape. He's can't, one's got him from the front of the neck, one's got him from the back of the neck, and he's just that gurgling <laughs> unintelligibly. Uh, this guard in the back will make his constitution save. Gets another success. He's hanging in there. And, uh, this one will jump at this guard back here. Jeez. I'm rolling like fire on these guys. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> This one takes two points of damage. And Dustin, this one scuttles up and leaps at you. And gets a 21 to hit you. Oh my goodness gracious. And does one point of bludgeoning damage because okay, you take so half. I'm at zero hit points. I don't know how oh, this works. You collapse to the ground unconscious. So there's no oh. staggered stuff. No, you just fall unconscious on the ground. Does he fall over the handrail? Yes, he does. He lands on the <laughs> ground on the other side of the handrail. So, Kimmy, you look around and every one of your uh, party oh. members is, like, lying on the ground at the moment. Yikes. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? what? The guards are like, holy hell! <laughs> kill him, kill him! This guard throws this down. The other guard runs in to help. These two guards are going to just attack this thing with everything they have, just hoping that they kill it. Okay. The first guard will hit with his spear. He does seven points of damage. I need a twelve. Please roll with eleven. That hand is destroyed. Finally. Alright, so that hand goes down. So this guard is like, oh! And he'll five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. 30. He gets to this guard and he's like, um, hold on, I'm gonna get it. And he stabs at the hand, one of the hands on his neck. Actually hitting the hand, almost piercing his comrade's neck in the process. And he does eight points of piercing damage. Alright, so I need a 12 for it to die. Alright, let's see. And that hand is destroyed. Yes. The tables are turning. Um, and then this guard will, seeing his other friend have success, he lunges in with his spear, and he stabs, and he just hits, and does eight points of piercing damage, so I need a twelve for it to die. That, they, the, the tables have turned, the hands are all dying, there's only one hand left alive, and it's currently over by the unconscious form of Dustin. Alright, so, then... Let's see. Kimmy, uh, you look around and, and, and you're like, you see that like the spear is just sticking through the hands like around you. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Um, and Kimmy's going to run over to the footpath over there. Um, get sort of above where Dustin is unconscious. Okay. Uh, use her bonus action to create a magic stone. Mm -hmm. And she's going to sling it down at the crawling claw down there. Okay. Uh... 
character sheet wants to open up. There we go. <laughs> 13 just hit it. Oh, excellent. All right. Uh, All right. I need to roll a 12 or lower for it to die. It is not dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Krona, make me a death save. Kimmy, do you have any movement left to run back away? Because you're above it. You're not in, um, like, you, you went up the little ramp, so you're above it. Oh, uh, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, I have one point of movement, so I'm just going to go to the other side. Okay. Uh, Krona, <laughs> you have now have two death failures and two death saves. Oh, my God. All right. Dustin, make me a death saving throw. Ooh, that will be one hmm. success. And Bree. A lot of unconscious party members tonight. That's a death failure. How you doing there, Brie? Two fails, zero successes. Alright. So (laughs) This is nasty. uh, The creeping hand is going to attempt to lunge at Kimmy. Gets a 10. So it tries to come up and over the railing and it lunges at you and you duck and it Swats off the railing and kind of flops <laughs> to the ground. And then, uh-huh. uh, so the guards are like, oh no! So uh, one of the guards, he's going to uh, like kind of stumble to the ground next to Krona and he attempts to uh, like resuscitate you. So. Alright. Go on. Alright, he stabilizes you. Shiza. Yeah, so Krona, you are not dying. You're still unconscious, but you are not dying. Awesome. So I don't need to make a save yep. anymore? This other one uh, runs over and uh, he tries to resuscitate Bree. Uh, but Bree, you are still in trouble. So Damn this it. one this one looks over and, and he yells up behind. He's like, kill that hand before it gets the gnome. And then he's going to try and help Bree. And oh. he, he's just not doing anything useful at this point. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> he, like, throws dirt on her wounds. This will stop the bleeding. <laughs> so these two guards come running in, and one will attack with his spear and miss. This is just... Oh, and the second one will hit. He does five points of damage. I need a nine or less. The hand dies. Alright, so uh let's see, that was the hands, the guards did uh that was the guards. Kimmy, it's your turn. So it looks like Bree is in trouble at the moment. Okay. Um, then I'm going to run over there and I'm gonna try medicine check to stabilize her. Okay. I don't know how good my medicine is, let's see. Relatively, so fingers crossed. You just managed to get her breathing. So Thank she goodness. is unconscious, but she is not dying. Okay. All right, uh, Krona, you are unconscious. Roll me a d4. Oh, just roll a d4. Yep. Okay. Alright, without any other aid, 
uh, you will wake up in three hours. Oh, Dustin, make me a death saving throw. Natural you wake 20. up with one hit point. You come, you come to consciousness. You're just lying on the ground, looking up through the trees. You look to your I left, and there's this desiccated dead hand just lying there, not moving. <laughs> can I get up? You can. I go over to these guards. You're out of initiative, as everyone is either uh, stabilized or conscious now. Yeah. There's so many zombies, though. Uh, Casey, just roll me a d4. Me? Yeah. Sorry. First perk it out. Alright, so without any outside healing, you'll wake up in two hours. Okay. Alright, so. The guards look at the fallen members of the group, and uh, one of them starts, one of the guards that's on the ground starts to twitch. And his hand uh. starts to move. And, he, and his like legs start to move, and the guard's like, "Oh, I think he's okay. I think he's oh my god, I think, I think yeah, he's not okay. He's not okay." <laughs> All right, you just chop his head off, and you realize that uh, looking around, it looks like some of these other like villagers that are dead look like they're starting to move and get up too. Uh, I'm gonna start chopping heads off. The guard's like, "What do, what do we? What do we pick up these unconscious people that aren't and get inside? We'll worry about. Hmm. We'll worry about what to do next." And uh, so, one of them just picks up uh, Bree and kind of is carrying her. And then two of them grab Krona and start dragging him. <laughs> Bree, um, Kimmy grabs Bree's feet and just sort of carries them on her shoulders. <laughs> I'll grab Bree. <laughs> and uh, so they're going to they're gonna head back. And the moneylender's like, no, you're supposed to defend the shop. And uh, <laughs> one of them's like, we could do just as well with crossbows from inside of the windows. And they just start forcing their way inside. And um, so you guys all kind of go inside to uh, regroup. Mm. And figure out it your next move. a long rest. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No. Oh, boy. So, uh, so you have two unconscious party members. And God. you guys are now hunkered down inside of the moneylender shop. Who the mo- he, he, uh, he stays upstairs. As Dustin is downstairs, and he seems exceptionally terrified of Dustin at the moment. Good. Mm. Should be. Um, uh, I ask the guards for healing potions. They kind of look at each other and look at you. Uh, Uh-oh. I, I don't know that we have any. Lies. Is there a priest in Priest? Oh, the priests are down at the temple of uh, of the goddess of the prophecy and uh, light uh, down on the other side of the river. Mm. Oh, great. So we're really just screwed. Yeah. Seems that way. I, I think the sheriff headed uh, down to the farmlands too this morning. Him and his deputies aren't even here. Of course. Oh, no. Yeah. I saw him, I saw him leaving myself just at dawn. So I... These guys are clearly of limited use to us. Um, <laughs> not useless, obviously. I wouldn't say that, but I want to start rummaging around this house and see if there's anything that would be useful. Like, maybe sticking, well, even pushing desks in front of the doors hmm. and, and stuff like that. You hear from upstairs, what are you doing down there? 
securing the premises. Well, don't break anything. You know, if you break it, I'm going to have to send you I'm a bill. I'm going to break your mouth if you don't shut up. There you go. It gets very quiet upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guards looks at you all and says, "What's what's how? Why did this happen? What's what's going on? I don't understand. Why are the why are the dead walking?" It's not really my area of expertise. Uh, I know about things dying, but not so much about things coming back to life. If I was, wasn't was unconscious, I could help you guys a little. <laughs> Can we do anything to wake them up? Like, um, So if you have any way to give them like healing potions or something, then yes. Uh, you have to restore at least one hit point to them. Um... I don't think I have anything that will do that. I already fed both mine. Yeah, I mean, I'm out of healing spells. Do you do you think uh do you think it's maybe that that weird music maybe that's doing this? I've never heard it before, and now all the dead people are walking around. Wait, there's mm-hmm. more weird music going. Yeah, Great. like the fiddle. The fiddle morning. is still going. Fiddle. Like over, like it's still playing. That was a fiddle. Where? Well. Where did it sound like the fiddle was coming from? Make hmm. a, um, like an insight check for me. Insight check. Investigation. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's good. Um, so, uh, you kind of could tell it sounded like it was coming from the north, like from outside hmm. of town. Towards the castle? Um, yeah, you guys know that the um, north of town, uh, the castle is kind of to the northeast, and um, to the west, to the, like northwest is a crossroads and the and the town signpost and the bridge, and um, further north, uh, almost directly north of the village is uh, Raven's Rest, which is the town cemetery, mm-hmm. and then to the southeast is the temple of Salune. Which is uh where all the priests and, and oh, things like that stay. The sheriff has apparently gone south to the farms for some reason this morning with his deputies. And then uh the counselor lives just outside of town across the river in his estate. So mm-hmm. the Murick family holds an estate outside of uh the town limits. And he's kind of the, the leader of the town, sort of like the mayor. Okay. Well, I, I really think our best bet is to uh, kind of hold up and wait till our companions wake up. And then I think so, too. Relax if we can. Take it easy. Rotate guards looking out the windows. Okay. So uh, you guys can take a short rest, which is you take an hour, and you can, oh, roll your, you can roll your hit dice, which you roll your hit dice and add your constitution modifier. And you get hit points back. The unconscious members of the party can also do that. Yep. And you will uh you will wake up after so after three hours, both Krona and Bree will have woken up. Well, Krona's three, so, so I roll what? Sorry, customer. So you roll your hit dice for your character, which you're a ranger, so I think you're a D eight. Okay. And then you add your constitution modifier to whatever you roll. Okay. And just make a note that you spent your hit dice for today. That's fine. That's not You only have one, right? Yeah, because you're first level. Holy moly, I got mad. 
So when I wake up, I'll have a one. Jeanette, what one is, uh, what dice is mine? So for Krona, your hit dice is... Is it a d10? I believe so, but let me double check. Roll a d10 plus your constitution modifier. Okay, that's eight. All right. So what yeah. I um, what's that? Would I do it three times or just the one time? Because I'm, I'm I'm still asleep for you, three hours you, instead of one. You only roll it once, so you get it one hit dice for every level you have as a character, and you can yeah. only spend one per long rest. Or, okay. So so. Now, okay. if you guys rest again, you'd have to take a long rest to get any kind of healing. Okay, so when I wake up, I'll have eight hit points. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. How eight. long's a long you'll, rest? You'll have eight plus your constitution modifier. A long rest would be eight hours. Okay. Oh, so I'll, oh, so I'll have ten? Uh, yes, you'll have ten hit okay. points. Alright, so uh, you all rest for a couple of hours. You wait for your friends to wake up, patch up and- each other's wounds. In the meantime, can I use my tinker's tools to find some materials around the shop and make a tiny music box? Okay, roll me, um, just roll me an investigation check to find some pieces. Okay. Let's see here. So... Okay, so you poke around, and this is, it kind of doubles as kind of a pawn shop and money, you know, because he loans money and he'll take goods. So you find mm-hmm. you find a handful of things that you think you can use. Uh, go ahead and roll me a tinker's check to try and uh, piece together a small music box. What would I use for that? Um, so do you have tinker's tools? Yes, I do. All right, so you would roll, I believe those are dexterity based, so you would roll uh, your dexterity and add your proficiency modifier if you're proficient with tinker's tools. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> it's awful. All right, so you you managed to cobble together this little box, but the the tune it plays is like off key, like it's, oh, it's, it's kind of like and then it kind of stutters I, and picks up again. I was trying my best to replicate the music that we heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't work very well, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, needs a little bit of work and fine tuning. Oh, if only my dad was here. Um, so I would like to do some kind of check on the undead things that are... Alright, what are you trying to figure out? Why they might be here? Okay, uh, so roll me, um, like, a roll me knowledge nature, uh, but you get advantage because it's for undead, which are your favorite yes. enemies. <laughs> Well, that sucks. <laughs> um, so, well, no, it just means you're you're very confused. Like, this should not be happening. This this is unnatural. This is um, yeah, they're undead. But but even in this number, like you know that there are magic users that can raise dead and and do this. But these are like insanely numbers. And not only that, your friends tell you that bodies that died almost immediately started to res- like come back. Without anyone around doing it. So there's some kind of large area effect happening here. Something big is happening in this town. So. um, So what do you guys, what is your plan? What do you want to do? I think we should try to sneak out of here and go find this fiddler on the roof. I think so too. 
I'm gonna throw this music box at his freaking head. We're gonna go traipsing off to the cemetery. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I know. <laughs> we almost died in the middle of town. Well, all the zombies are down here, so that's true. Well, uh, we don't know that. We're gonna go to the ce- undead are everywhere, and we're gonna go to the cemetery. They might have all cleared out by now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. They all left. Yeah, I doubt it. All right, so, so we'll say for uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll this up for this time. We're gonna uh, say that you guys are preparing to uh, sneak out of town and mm. try to find out what what's the bigger cause of this and mm. maybe put a stop to it. So for next session. Hopefully. We'll pick up with your mad escape from the village. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, you're all not dead. Oh man, Yay! that was close. That was the first time I've ever had a character die. And and there was only oh. one revivify potion in play. Ooh. Just one. So <laughs> that wasn't too bad. But all right. So uh, we will pick up next time with the uh, the characters. Uh, trying to make their escape, you guys. Mm. You guys will get to level up to level two for next session. Oh Thank goodness. Yep. Oh, dang. So we'll be coming Being back. Level up. one. I forgot how awful it was. Right. The hands were very <laughs> lucky. I think the hands uh, did did a lot of uh, good lucky saves to stay in the in the combat. They had was, their fingers crossed the entire time. They did. <laughs> they really did. But um, so we will we will pick this up. We're gonna come back in two weeks. Uh. So uh, Sunday, uh, April 8th, we'll come back at uh, 4.30 uh, p.m. We'll probably be uh, hope another two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour session. And uh, I hope everybody had fun. I hope that everybody watching enjoyed it. This is my first attempt DMing live, and I had a good time. Good so job. thank you. I hope everybody yeah, else cool. did. First time ever playing live. Yes. So um, so thank you, everybody. Does anybody uh, – I mean, uh, I know, uh, D- Dylan, you're on – Twitter, do you want to say anything about the things you're doing? Uh, I mean, I play in... Actually, I play with Jeanette in uh, Sean McGovern's Tomb of Annihilation game, um, which I, I we should be playing next Saturday, I assume. I hope so. so. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> so look forward to that. It's really fun. And the rest of you guys are, are, are new to this, so you guys aren't on or anything like that. But So don't have Twitter, because... But maybe we'll get you involved in some other live games now. Mm. So, all right. So we'll be back in two weeks. Everybody have a have a good time. Thanks for coming in. And uh, we are going to uh, to go offline. And I'm just going to uh, put up a little bit of credits for the the different things and different items I use for the stream when I do this. So thanks again. And we'll see everybody uh, two weeks from now. And hopefully uh, these guys are successful. That's Bye, guys. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for our Uncanny Adventures podcast. Come back next time to continue our adventures.